And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other shit. You said that really quick. <laughs> 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 I feel like we got the Black Hipster right. Even I heard you go out a little bit, but I was like, oh, uh. no, no, no. When I, when I said Black Hipster, you said it like three seconds after I did. Oh, see, there's always a delay in the beginning. When I play it back, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I don't hear you say it at all. I know the timing, but I don't hear you say it at all. It sounds like right. I'm saying it with you. And then sometimes <laughs> you'll come in. Anyway, anyway, how are you doing today? Oh, COVID podcast. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny because I'm like, you know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and I'm like... We need to upgrade our uh, machinery, honey. We need to get equipment. This shit is on point during COVID. Although some, not so much. Like everybody uh-huh. has hiccups. Everybody yeah. has hiccups. You know, mm-hmm. everybody has, um, I think, audio issues at times where it feels, you know, it, it sounds tinny and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm like, look, um, it is what it is. Um, yeah. We come back every week for our bootleg little podcast. So, we do. We um, do. You know, if nothing else, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's your it, Tuesday going? Well, it's interesting. I was just watching um, Jeopardy, actually, and answered the final Jeopardy question, uh-huh. and two of the three contestants got it incorrect. And I was oh. actually quite shocked that they got it wrong, because I thought the answer was quite obvious. But um, <laughs> just, a, just a light little flex on that ass. Oh. Um, but I was also looking, watching um, the news. They were talking about Cuomo and um, this whole sexual harassment scandal that he's got going off himself. The New York Post called him Handy, Handy Andy, which I thought oh, was God. The New York Post strikes again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's interesting what's happening with that. And um, I was like, you know, it's funny how the Republicans... When when one of them does something wrong, they're like, nope, nope, don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this to be true. Um, <laughs> but with the with the Democrats, they be like, uh-uh, you got to go. <laughs> you're bringing down the party. You got to get out of here. We don't do this in the Democratic Party. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know because obviously it's not right for the Republicans to just always back you know back up what's wrong and take the side of what's wrong. Um, just to show party loyalty. But at the same time, I could put a little bit of respect on the fact that they loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Democrats yeah. need a little bit of that. It needs yeah. to be obviously somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> where it can't be so extreme that like someone could be doing something so blatantly disgusting and ridiculous that you'll back them just because they're um in your, they're part of your party. But at the same time, with the Democrats, they're so quick to be like, nothing to do with it. Like, <laughs> whose man's is that? And yeah. I'm like, come on, that's your man. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, exactly. No loyalty. Um, yeah. And the second an accusation is even lodged, you know, uh, or made, or a complaint is lodged, um, where it's just like, Okay, you know, let's yeah. Let them, let them, right, like let Plead them their case. Right, right, like <laughs> they won't even like let them start an investigation. Like all yeah. we know is that some people said some things. Damn, mm-hmm. y'all already throw him under the bus. <laughs> so yeah, um, 
gonna keep myself. I'm gonna keep it to myself whether or not I think he's guilty of having done anything. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, spoiler. I think he is. Um, but you, you know, you just can't go around saying that somebody did something. But again, I said, if I think he is, um, but I'll keep it to myself for the most part. What all these opinions are. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation. I feel like they the the Democrats more so on the woke, you know, part of it. You know, they're on the woke train, so it's kind of like if anybody they get any with. If anyone very liberal, anyone doing anything, they're just like, nah, I see you. Let's distance ourselves from you. If you have any any um, any sort of uh, monetary sort of uh, ties to any book deals, any movie deals, that's all going. <laughs> yeah, it's someone else recently had something. I mean, it's always someone. Someone else recently had something else have. Oh, it wasn't the guy from The Bachelor. It was someone else, and I can't remember his name. But you know, they're cutting. They cut off all ties with him, like his. Oh, I don't remember, but you know, I know that that happens. It's just as soon Wait, as who was a, this person? I'm trying to remember because there's been a couple. I feel like I just read someone else. There were allegations of of sexual assault against someone else, and then oh, all Lord. of his. Oh, you know what? Maybe well, maybe it was Ti. Maybe it was Ti. Someone showed me oh, that. Oh. And uh, but I think that's a a list of women, a list of people against him and his wife, and he was supposed to be in one of the up one of these new upcoming movies that's like a part of a sequel and oh, he's, he's been oh, cut from that okay. yeah i know what you're talking about um, he's been cut from that i don't remember the name it was a big movie it is a big movie but he's been cut from that um and it, you know they're just like listen we don't want to dirty our hands with this but uh, yeah it's as soon as that it, it just ruins your your reputation well because i think for some people it's not even worth it for them to like they, they they don't even have the time to like wait around and see what's gonna come of it. If they're just yeah. like, look, it's not worth it to be in bed with you because we don't care about you enough to mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, to, like muddy the water in that way. Then yeah, it's so easy to just be like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, um, and it, it, I, I get it to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I, you know, I was having this conversation because I, I was um, in Philly and Josh was showing me something about uh, Andrew. You know, it was just on the news like over and over and over and over. And, uh, you know, just the same old crap. And um, I was like, you know, the funny thing is, I feel as though if Cuomo was like one of your if one of your uncles or someone who was a close friend of the family or something. And then he was a little handsy, touchy feely. You could tell him, listen, I don't feel and times have changed. Times are different. You could tell him, listen, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And then, you know, he'd be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was appropriate. No, man, I sit you down. We have a whole conversation about it. It's not appropriate. Now you learn. But, it, you know, the dynamic and in and, and, and that situation is just like, okay, he was doing something bad, but we told him about himself and then he learned. Eyes woke. But when it comes to like, <laughs> a di- you know, then it's like the workplace, which is a completely different environment, right. completely different standards, completely different dynamics. And then it's it's very different. And it's like, it it it, it, it is... Because there's no room for it. It's just like there's certain things you should know. And it's just like, yeah, he probably grew up in a time, in an environment where that thing, he thought it was fine and it was okay to do certain Mm-mm. things. No, no. Well, we, can't, we can't say that anymore. No, 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 no. I'm not it's, saying that it was okay. No, I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, I, I don't, you, you can't even, like, say that at all anymore at this point. Because in 2021... We know what all of that, we know what those behaviors looked like yeah. and what's not acceptable. There have been too many cases now that have come to the forefront 
um, and behaviors that have now been called out as unacceptable. Yeah. And these weren't like these incidences, they're not calling on incidences that happened like 10 years ago. It was like, no, this thing where he tried to kiss this girl was like 2019. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was like, you did this after the fact that you knew that shit wasn't okay. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely don't think it's okay. I always like, it's, it's context, you know what I'm saying? Because it is different from someone, like you said, it wasn't 10 years ago, but I wonder if there, what, because it's kind of like at some point you expect someone to take, like my family, if, if one of my like uncles or aunts, you know, they're just like, well, you're gay. And, you know, they grew up in this town where gay people, they didn't see that and they weren't around that. And it's just like, how much room should you allow them to, to, to you know, at a certain, it's just like, well, is this, sometimes it's kind of. I don't have any room for it anymore because I'm over it and I don't have to live my life like that. I don't have to live my life being okay with your ignorances and yeah. issues. So yeah. I just, you know, I had a conversation with someone in my family that, you know, as, is very close to me. And one of my friends felt like what I said was not necessary because I was like, and whoever doesn't like how I feel about this thing, they don't have to be around me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my close friend was like, well, that was a lot. Like, you know, because of the person that I said it to. And I was like, I don't feel that way. Yeah. Um, and it goes for that person and anyone else in my family. And that's mm -hmm. just what I was saying. And that's how I feel. Like, yeah. if you don't like... And this was about something about, I thought someone was saying something disparaging to me. The mm -hmm. language was disparaging. And it's, and it just goes back to like, just the way that my family talks to one of the people in my family talk to each other. And you know how it is when you have a big family. It's yeah. like, you know, everybody, um, we roast. Um, but I'm like, there is a line though, where it's like, we say, sometimes we say disparaging things and we think mm -hmm. that it's fun or it's funny and it's like loving. And I'm like, it's not. But yeah. the second someone says to you, I didn't like that. That wasn't okay with me. I felt some kind of way about it. Acknowledge that and move on. Mm -hmm. Don't don't tell them they're being sensitive. Oh, why are you being like that? Oh, you know how we are. I'm like, that's not the response. Yeah. Because it also becomes a cycle mm -hmm. where it's just like no one feels empowered or no one feels like there's room to check the behavior when they don't like it. And then it just keeps getting passed on. And it's just like, this is actually problematic behavior. Yeah. No one's going to say anything. Yeah. So that's what the situation was. And I was like, I'm not having it. And mm -hmm. I said something. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm not like, you don't have to be around me then Yeah. because what I'm also not going to let happen is then someone passes this on to my children. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you can say this to me, I would imagine that even I, I'm an adult and I could stop you and I could check you and say, don't say that to me. Yeah. But what about, you know, if I have small children there around you and I'm not present, mm -hmm. you're going to say these things to them. And then I'm sitting here wondering why my kid got a complex or where they're getting this stuff from. Mm -hmm. And it's like they're hearing this through my family. So I'm like, you know what? You family and I love you. But if you playing yourself and you can't check yourself or acknowledge what I'm saying, you will not be around me. You yeah. will not be around my kids. Like, no, I'm not gonna be like oh well you know they're from a different generation mm -hmm. you know how they are you know how the family gets you know how the family be they could get they could be they could generation whatever it would be around. <laughs> like i'm not having it like that that doesn't mean that i'm supposed to make room for it in my life and yeah i'm supposed to bend and be uncomfortable mm -hmm. because they're not willing to change because they're stuck in these ways that are ignorant and yeah. wrong 
for the most part. I'm not with it. No. And and they see, and you know I've been you know I don't know if, I think we did have this conversation before you know similar to to my own and I think that's hard to do what you're doing and I've been struggling with that you know within the last couple of months you know as being you know being a gay a gay black man at a, a large family a large mm-hmm. religious family southern family and you know I've had and my my family members they know that I'm gay but it's kind of like in our whole family in general we were never um, was affectionate like I don't remember times where I've seen most of my uncles and aunts being affectionate towards their husbands or wives. That's just something. And then, you know, I, I think I mentioned, I grew up in a family where they mentioned, you know, someone's your, what is it? Your friend until they're your wife or your husband, you know, like that's the type of family. Kissing, showing affection is not something that I've seen. So, but I know for me, it is different because I am gay, you know, and as someone who was told to like stand the right way and talk the right way, I always had to be very much aware of how I was being around my family. And I didn't realize how that was affecting me until I got engaged, until I thought about, okay, this person is going to be my husband and realizing that some people would have a problem with recognizing this man as my husband and then me going, okay, well, what am I going to do about that? Am I okay with that? And realizing that I'm not, I don't want to carry that. I don't want to kind of have to hide that as a as a 38 year old man you know it was very very right. difficult for me to be in their space and be like oh i can't hug him or i can't touch him or i have to be mindful of you know they're like oh well this is stanley's friend and it's like well no he's my husband you know and it's just like if you can't recognize that he's my husband then i don't want you saying his name don't ask about him and i love my family but it was very i, I haven't encountered this yet but it's been very difficult for me to like face that part of it because like you're saying you know, if you tell people this is how I feel and this is what I need and they don't respect that, then then it's they, up they to you. They don't respect yeah, you. Yeah, they don't respect, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're basically telling you, well, I don't care about your needs and your feelings. Exactly. You to, like this is a one-way street. Yeah. How I feel and how I decide I'm going to treat you is the only thing that matters. Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't take that from anybody. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm damn sure not about to stay here. And take it from you yeah. because you're so like to me it's worse if your family and you're treating me that way because we are supposed to have this bond mm-hmm. and this relationship where we care for one another right so yeah. if you're gonna treat me like a dog out in the street then i might as well just be a dog out in the street to you <laughs> so we don't have to you know what i mean so we don't yeah. have to pick it we don't have to have a relationship because if you're not respecting me or i can't be myself or feel good when i'm around you then what the fuck am i getting out of being around you yeah yeah good. I'm good. And, and, and I think for, for you, to me, what you're saying, because yours, to me, and in some ways sounds even more difficult because it's the way that someone talks to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the way that they are, they interact with you. You know, the things they say, where that's, that's just, that could be a one-on-one, that could be in a group, that could be any time that you see that person, you, you might be worried, oh, I know they ain't going to come, come, come with something negative to say, approach me in a way that I don't like. Whereas I feel like mine sometimes it, it, it's not it easier or a little bit difficult. Whereas sometimes I don't have to have Josh around. You know, maybe if I see them and Josh is not there, he doesn't come up, then it's not as much of a big deal. You know what I'm saying? But, and then I've had to really think about, am I going to, to, to want to have that person even in my life if they don't have Josh around? Because just being around them and knowing this and knowing that they don't accept it and they don't recognize it, it's like, I love you and I don't, I want you to be in my life, but I also don't want to continue to, what is it? To hide myself, to make myself smaller, I think essentially, mm-hmm. for your comfort. Right. Because it's not a matter of like, they just particularly don't like Josh. 
Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a who you are thing. It, it's this quote unquote lifestyle that you're living. So it's an unacceptance or lack lack of acceptance of essentially who you are. It's like we're not talking about something small. Yeah. This when, it's a big deal. It's like, no guys, I'm gay. I'm engaged to a man. Yeah. <laughs> like and, if you can't even acknowledge that, that's weird. It is it's weird. Because weird, why can't you <laughs> acknowledge it? No one's asking you. I'm not asking you to come and, and lay in the bed with us. <laughs> like, like, I'm literally just asking you to acknowledge my fiance the way you acknowledge everyone else's fiance. Yeah. All of the heterosexual couples' fiancés. Like, that's absurd to me. It, it's just, yeah. It's such it a is. small thing to require of someone that if they're, like, for someone to push against it and push back on it. And you know, in a way to say like, well, I'm not gonna acknowledge it is 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 wild to me. It's yeah. beyond disrespectful. I'm sorry, I should chat. No, no. If you listening to this thinking I'm <laughs> No, well it is true. And and the fact is too, I think you would say the same thing about your own this isn't anything that you would say about your own family if the roles were reversed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just like no. I, I do and I've said this before, I always think it's it's very, you know, we're you and I are very different people and our families are very different. And we both did grow up in religious families and, you know, uh, you know, dealing with certain elements of that. But I do think, what is it? It, it seems like you were much more, uh, what is the word? Much more, I, I don't, you marched into the beat of your own drum. I think I tried to fit in. It seems like from, you know, I many years knowing you, I was much more, I tried to fit in and tried to please my family a bit more than you did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Not right. that you I've only gotten worse. <laughs> I've only gotten worse as I've gotten older. Because, as I get, because you know, as you get older and you have your own, you yeah. don't need your family as much. Yeah. So the less you need your family, the less fucks you give about how they think you should be living your life. But mm-hmm. also, too, you know, as you get older and you get wiser, you're like, wait a minute. Do what for who? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, yeah, shrink myself or change myself or, you know, put on this different uh, outside wrapping for who and yeah. why? What do I get out of this? Yeah. Oh, making you happy? Yeah. First of all, why do you care so much? Why does <laughs> me behave in a certain type of way make you so happy mm-hmm. that you need me to change and bend? Are you yeah. serious? Go yeah. find your happiness somewhere else then, because that's a much bigger problem that the both of us need to be in therapy about. Yeah, sure. that's very true. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> you tough. care what too much about what another adult is doing when you feel the need to fix your lips to say something about what I'm, how I'm living my life over here. Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I wish I had that. I've surprised myself. I wish I had that strength, even because I don't see my family as much. I'm a lot. Most of my family is in there in Boston, but most the majority of them are in Alabama. But you know, Alabama. yeah, and so you know, even I had a conversation with one of my aunts who I love and she's amazing. And you know, we you know, she'll ask about Josh, and she said something like, you know, I love you, and Josh can Josh can you know be there, and I got happy. She was like, Josh can be, you know, he can come over, but don't kiss him while you're around me. And and it was just that kind of, and I let. And the funny thing is, I was also upset about my response. I laughed, and I was like, oh, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But that, and I was upset with the with her, but also more upset with myself that I fed into it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It could have been a, an opportunity for me to go. No, that's not gonna happen. You know, even though she laughed about it, but you knew she right. was serious. Yeah, because then also too, it's like I can understand you not wanting to be in a fight. 
Yeah. And when someone laughs when they say something disparaging, it puts your it it, it lowers your defenses, so you're not even hundred percent sure in that moment mm-hmm. whether or not you sh- you have the right to be offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh no, she. She got you. <laughs> she wrapped that shade up real nice. Uh, it gave me, yeah, it gave she me a shit sandwich. It disarmed you for sure. Yeah. Um, that you didn't even pick up on the shade mm-hmm. in the moment that the shade was being thrown or cast, rather. Yeah. Your yeah. way. The yeah. library's always open. You got to be able to recognize it, honey. I know, I know, girl. So many episodes of Drag Race, I should know better. <laughs> 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 but um, this ain't got nothing to do with to do what we talk about. I know we were talking going to talk about the, the recent um, Golden Globes, which just did oh, you what? You know I didn't watch that. I know, I know you don't watch don't award watch shows. I know, and it, I hate them so much. <laughs> it's like we're so past. Hold on, hold on. We we have talked about this. Have we back in the day? You know what it was like. The Soul Train Awards, the B well B T Awards was much later, I think. But the MTV Awards, Soul Train Awards. Did you watch those? Well, when I was a child, we didn't have cable, so the MTV okay. Awards was out. But uh-huh. yeah, the Soul Train Awards, Lady of Soul Awards, yeah, uh, the Source Awards. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I know you're hip hop head. Yes, yes. But yeah, so I used to be super into it, especially the opening number. Remember how there was always like a big artist that would open the show? That's right. Or like a yes. really new artist that mm-hmm. was like had a huge hit or some shit. Mm-hmm. And they were, you knew they were going to open the show. So you was like glued to the TV. You could not miss the opening. Oh, yeah. Before the days of YouTube mm-hmm. and social media, where were you going to see this again? Maybe yeah. it's a <laughs> clip on the news. Yes, but so and that's only if it was like black news where they talked about this type yeah. of thing. Uh, local news wasn't going to talk about it. So mm-hmm. you had to make sure you caught that. If your cousin who live in Atlanta be taping the show, maybe she caught it and she taped it for you. Yes. Because the last thing you was you wanted was you were listening to the radio the next day and that's all everybody could talk about. You missed that shit. That is so true. It was it was very much <laughs> a like, if you snooze, you lose back in the day. It was like, the 90s and early 2000s. Yes. It, it was like... so long ago. <laughs> Technological advances. Yes. Like, I, it is absurd how far yeah. we've come. It is so absurd. Yeah, you watch the, you because you, people have the clips, like you said, people record, you know, different things on the VCR and then they up, they, they convert them into, you know, whatever files and now they can show them online. And when you see the quality of this stuff and you're like, oh, I can't even hilarious. see their faces. And you're thinking, was I looking at this the whole time? And that, that's what makes me laugh. We I'm all like, need this Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like we all needed glasses. Yes. Watching it with 2020 vision, like, is my vision going? Do I need glasses <laughs> to watch this SD shit? Like, what is happening? Yeah, why were your parents telling you to get away from the television? Nothing <laughs> about the television. I can't see. And that's why. Because <laughs> your vision really was going to get scrambled by that. That is uh, insane. Yeah, I remember that. No, I we were definitely here for it. Like it was a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just I I could not care less about yeah. an award show these days. Also, too, like a virtual award show, I really am not here for. Yeah, I'm yeah. not here for virtual anything. I just want to be very clear mm-hmm. as I'm recording <laughs> this podcast, like with you in another location. No, I'm like virtual everything out, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. You know, a friend wanted to host, um, you know, a, a, just a quick Google Meet to just chat 
on Sunday and like I obliged, but I was like, y'all, I got a hard stop. Yeah. Like, in and yeah. out of 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, when you do it all day for work too, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the last thing you want to do in your um spare time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, yeah, when my sister wants to do a virtual Purim party, I'm like, girl, I'm not coming to that. Yeah. And, and it's still awkward too. It's still very. It's kind of like when you have more than like three people on it. Right. It's just like it's, we're talking. It's like you you can't have those side conversations. It's a completely different. Mm -hmm. It's like how do we? Everybody's talking to different people. Yeah. It's so hectic. Everyone's talking over one another. And then like, yeah. And if you get on frozen. at the same time, yeah, this one's frozen. If you just when you can't see their face, they glitchy. And if you get on at different times, everybody got to start this because someone you catching up with someone else, and someone else comes on. Girl, how you doing? We already went through that. She told us how her life was. Let's give you clip yeah, those first. Birthday girl. She told the story. She burned her hair. Like yeah, it's like exactly. It's, yeah. it's 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 different in person when it's just like you know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not here for it. So I'm definitely not trying to watch no glitchy ass virtual award ceremony yeah. where half the people got on hoodies, half the people got on gowns, half the people ain't wearing bottoms. Like, yeah. I'm not here for it. Although I will say, what? Trevor Noah is so fucking adorable. I may <laughs> peek at this um, Grammys for like a second. Oh, he's, he's, he's so adorable. Is he hosting the Grammys? He is. Oh, that's a good choice. That means it's always been someone funny. And it's different. Let's be real. It's different when it's music, which as kids, we don't know. We didn't want to sit down and watch the fucking Oscars or the Golden Globes. No. God, as kids. No. And still, you prefer a musical performance. Yeah, you prefer the musical performances versus. But I'm not there for musical performances on a virtual Grammys because yeah. it's a pre recorded thing that they did. It's like. Is this just a video? Yeah, so I could have watched this. Yeah, this come to live, live from somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, I'm good. So, Did yeah, you? I mean, I'll, I'll watch a, a teeny, teeny glimpse of it just to see Trevor Noah. But, I mean, I watch The Daily Show. Uh, it's fine. Did you see, for the Golden Globes, did you, first of all, did you see any of the the movies? Excuse me. Our television shows that were nominated, and then were you excited to see cer some pe certain people win? No, like when I say I didn't care about this at all. <laughs> I mean, I like when I say I could not care less. Uh -huh. There was no lower to go. Oh yeah, on yeah. the level of fucks I give. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and I know that people are like you know history making and all of that, and I'm like, sure it was. Yeah. It's all history making at this point, right? And mm -hmm. then. You know, they were talking about how um, they got handed their asses because they don't have any black people on the committee or mm -hmm. whatever. And then they, they had that corny little PSA when they were like, we do not have any black people on this committee. And that is problematic. And we are going to fix that. Like, wow. yeah. And it was like, great. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this wasn't the first time you were told that this was mm -hmm. problematic. Yeah. So the fact that you're now making this whole to do about how you're going to change it in 2020, uh, 2021, it's just so placating and gaslighting, and it's all the bullshit. Yeah. That that started from 2020. That like I'm supposed to feel happy about it. I don't care. Yeah. Just fucking fix it. Yeah. Do it. I don't need a PSA about you fixing it. Yeah. Fix it fast and fix it big mm -hmm. and keep it fixed. Yeah. Period. And 
I agree with you. It's, it's something that they, it's like this stuff, it, like we always say, it isn't new. You knew about this 20 years ago. It wasn't like people, black people weren't talking about this in the 90s and stuff. So it was just like, you, you knew this was coming. What is this? People act like, I mean, not everyone, but it's just, I'm glad Black Lives Matter, you know, has created some change and it's good. And, it, you know, change has to keep you and create it. But a lot of the things that are going on, people knew about before. And especially with the Academy and with all of these with television and stuff. This is like 87, 87 of y'all. I Why? wonder if there are any other people of color. Cause I know it's not just, but I wonder if there are any other people of color there or is it just no black people? Cause I I'm like, like, but we're talking black people specifically. Yes. So I which feel is like insane. forever Kaepernick about everything right now. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I've been telling y'all this. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I keep, I'm constantly telling people though, but that's the problem with being the, I don't want to use the word victim. Being the the person who keeps saying I'm underrepresented, I'm underheard. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are underrepresented, underheard, you continue to go up underrepresented and underheard when you're pointing it out. Yeah. So then this much bigger thing happened, and it's like I'm supposed to be happy that you now feel the need to change this. I'm a little bit more upset for the simple fact that it's like you could have been making these changes because I've been telling y'all this shit mm-hmm. forever, Captain. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my energy right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, like, I just feel like, yeah, Colin Kaepernick should just, like, sue America. Because like, <laughs> I was like, as a black woman, I was just like, I'm going to sue America. Just because of all the bullshit that, like, happens. Like, it, like if every, anytime I have, like, even the, like, something that happens to me health-wise, uh-huh. that it's like, oh, this happens mostly in black women, I'm like, I need to sue America for this. Because yeah. this is America's fault because we've been saying this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and we continue to go unheard um, and unsupported every time we go to seek medical uh, attention or medical help. But, you know, doctors don't listen to us when we say we have certain problems and just things mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like, this was exacerbated because um, it was a small problem and it turned into a large problem because no one listened to me. Why? Because I'm a black woman. I'm suing. Yeah. I'm suing America on behalf <laughs> of all black women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sue. Sue. But yeah, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> but I mean, I know I'm not sure where we're gonna go next. But you know, they did in the Golden Globes. They they did make his, of course, made history. But I think the first Asian woman director who won, which is a movie I am with, No Man. So let, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> and, because again, it's the placating. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, how can we like not look terrible right now? Mm-hmm. especially since there's all this violence against Asians in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Let's make it look like we're doing something to take some kind of stance. Yeah. Ooh, let's throw with Asian. Ooh, plus woman. Ooh, mm-hmm. let's yeah. throw her a bone. Yay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Asian women don't need right now. They don't need awards. They, they like, they don't need for you to give them awards, uh, you know, in trying to make some sort of history yeah. or trying to make some, yeah, some sort of like stance in 2021. They need support in other areas so that um, people don't feel like it's okay to perpetrate violence against them. And mm-hmm. Asians in general. Yeah, you know, in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And women in general. And for you to open up doors for Asians and mm-hmm. women in general, that again, you don't have to take this one year 
to take this stance and make this statement because what will happen is you'll throw this Asian woman this bone in 2021 because of what's happening in the current climate. And then another, and then an Asian woman won't win this same fucking award for another 50, maybe 60 years yeah. until there's enough Asian, you know, enough violence perpetrated against Asians in this country and people speaking out enough yeah. against it. Mm-hmm. That's the bullshit we don't need. And we're so sick of it yeah. because it's just like, we're supposed to get excited and happy and you do, especially when it's deserving. Yeah. But it's also overshadowed by the fact that like you're lightweight secretly like, okay, well, we also feel placated too. But and is this just never gonna happen again, by the yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it puts the pressure on the few people in the industry in those groups to always feel like they have to be the ones to open doors for people like them. Yeah. And then always try to tell certain types of stories. Mm-hmm. And then, and yeah, and like it boxes them in that they can't ever do and be and explore other things. Yeah. It's uh, really messed yeah. up. It really is. And, and to your point, just even what you're saying about like, you know, not, I remember when we were in college and that movie Better Luck Tomorrow came out and mm-hmm. primarily an Asian cast and everyone was so excited about it. It was all went, Asian. Yeah, all Asian cast. Yeah. I don't know if it was a director Asian. I, I don't remember. I, I'm assuming so. Yeah, I think that's so. only because I'm assuming that that's the only person that thought to cast an all Asian. Yeah, that's <laughs> for film. You know what I mean? But that's sad because it's yeah, really true. And we went to the movie theaters because I know uh, a lot of people on campus were like, "Let's go organize it. Let's go see it." And so we all went to see it, mm-hmm. and that was a while ago. And then they had, and then I don't think a big, the first big budget one was uh, crazy, was rich crazy big crazy rich Asians, and that was mm-hmm. what three years ago. And then that hasn't, we haven't had a big movie since then. And that was like three years ago. They said it was going to, I know Corona happened. <laughs> it hasn't been anything. Right. And I know that you have that guy, Stephen, um, from, um, you know, Glenn from Walking Dead, Stephen Young, who's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a movie coming out, which, which also went at the Golden Globes, which they're saying that he might get an Oscar nomination for. But yeah, and, and, and it's a lot of these actors have, are very vocal on social media and whatnot about all of the Asian violence going on. I think, who was, there was, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting her name. There was the, the incident that happened in Queens where they, um, this man in Queens pushed this Asian woman, I think she was in her, and she had the gash in her forehead and she had to go to hospital. She was in the hospitalized. He hit her, he pushed her and she fell against like the mailbox or something and, or, or like the, the subway something, and then gashed her head just for no reason. Well, because he's a racist and crazy. And she was in the hospital and then she happened to be the girl, her mother, her daughter, I'm sorry, happened to be a writer who was close friends with an actress in Hollywood who was able to, through her like putting it out on her social media, they found the guy. And now I'm I'm mad who the actress is. I can't remember who the actress is. But you see how it's just like, you have to be connected or have some sort of close degrees of separation to somebody who has a platform. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for that to happen because they showed on the news some guy pushing some 90-year-old man mm-hmm. to the floor. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You people you have... you you thought it made sense for you to attack a 90-year-old? Yeah, people have died. I, they, I saw I just read this report today, which happened they it was um uh, some other it was um I don't know which article it was um uh, PBS. They did like they profiled some people like a year into the pandemic who had dealt with, you know, sort of anti-racist um, attacks because of, you know, 
partly because of Trump calling it the China virus and all of that, and people feeling like, you know, Asians um, had brought it, particularly Chinese people had brought this um, to our country and it, they were the reason why people were getting coronavirus and getting sick, not realizing that, you know, anyone who quote unquote looked Asian, they were just attacked. And it's like, well, dude, he's not, he's Filipino, he's Chinese, you know, and they not know what the difference. So they had this man with his two sons, they were little, a guy hit him in the back of the head and stabbed him and then stabbed his six-year-old and stabbed his 10-year-old. They cut his, they cut his 10-year-old's face and I um, know he's like three-year-old. Now the boy's like four. They cut his three-year-old face and they stabbed like the other little boy somewhere else too. Luckily, they didn't like get hurt. They didn't weren't like, they, I mean, they were hurt, but they weren't like mortally wounded or something. And my thing was the audacity for this man to come in. I forget how old he was. And he was, um, a lat- I think his last name was Gomez. So I don't know if he was Latino. Um, and he was young, but maybe like 20, 21 had just, and, and was upset with these because he felt like they had been the cause of the coronavirus and went into a store and attacked these um, this family. And it was like, that's probably definitely one of the like craziest ones I've heard outside of people dying. But I'm like, it's just, I mean, you read about this stuff and it has been going on for a while. Like, But I know they said that um, within the past year, like in New York, I think they had something like four crimes. Um, they they build, they labeled us anti-Asian, um, but now it's jumped up to like 27 or something this year. And, you know, there's all this talk too about, you know, how the laws can protect them, what is even, they don't put certain things under a hate crime when there's attacks against Asians. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it, to me, it's very simple. I can understand certain dynamics if you're talking about it, like from a social standpoint and, and like from community organizing and all that, because it is a very different, um, I don't want to say vehicle. It's a different, very different movement in certain ways from the Black Lives Matter movement, or even a lot of the social justice um, initiatives that have come out of like Black people fighting for equality. Equality. It's, it's, it's very different, but yeah. it's also super disturbing when you're seeing this and then you see Black people doing it. Yes, a girl. Like the guys, yes. you know, spraying the, the the Asian dude on the train with like mm-hmm. black or whatever he was spraying with. Yeah, was doing the the one who pushed the ninety year old man was a young black boy and it's just like what the fuck are y'all doing yeah. like i'm i'm like listen i know people will have their feelings about all the things black people are racially uh discriminated against by everyone everybody, mm-hmm. everybody right? yeah and there's colorism within every race of people yeah right but it all comes back to white supremacy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's i was like it's all the same bully mm-hmm. and you know, I've definitely found myself feeling some kind of way about other communities who don't speak up, um, who also discriminate against Black people um, in certain ways. But I'm like, you know, it's all a brainwashing and a stripping of, like, our culture, our dignity, um, you know, our sense of pride or whatever, across all these different races, yeah. by white supremacy, um, by um, capitalism and all this other bullshit. Mm-hmm. I said, but you know what? I've started to look at it like there's a there's there's a, a bully in the schoolyard, and just imagine that like the strength that it would take for all the weak little you know small little kids to come together and be like. Yo, if we all actually came together collectively, we could take down the bully. Yeah, that's a that's a level of um uh, of courage mm-hmm. that it takes to to do that because 
a couple of y'all gonna get hit. Yeah. A few people gonna get hurt by the bully. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even in even in coming together to take the bully down, there's still gonna be some damage done. Yeah. And it's gonna be well against who? So I understand sometimes when other groups of people, other races of people don't want to speak up when they see things being perpetrated against black folks because they're just glad that the bully's not fucking them up that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're like, we all get our turn. Yeah. And kicked out of us by this bully. And you know what? I'm just glad that the focus is not on me. And yeah. if maybe I could just fly under the radar because I'm just being silent or I'm just being chill or I'm just doing the things that the bully likes, that the bully just won't beat me up today. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's where it comes from mm-hmm. for a lot of, you know, other races that don't speak up. And it's just a different history of our relationship in this country. And it Black is. people have the most dynamic relationship with white people, I think, in this country. Yeah. Um, one that other races just do was probably just will never come to understand yeah. to a large degree, especially if they're immigrants themselves yeah. or if their parents are immigrants, things like that, because they grow up a very different way. Yeah, and we're not, so, Black people aren't, if I'm not mistaken, it's already interrupted. The depth, I mean, we've been in this country a lot longer. The longest. Than the, yeah. the longest. And then we aren't con- we aren't immigrants, I think, the way that the definition is defined. You know, it's just no, like, no, we, we, that's not us. It's, so it's just like, we, yeah, it's just the history is different. And, and, right. and, and what you're saying is so true about, you know, not necessarily us being, I mean, I think that foundation has been set, you know, different race and people of color, you know, being pitted against one another. And then, you know, Asians being the quote unquote model minority and, you know, black being the bottom and everyone else is sort of in the middle. And then a lot of groups in that middle, sometimes looking down on black people, but, and also realizing that they have their own issues and then how to navigate that. And, you know, being the model, being considered the model minority, because, I mean, we've all heard, we know that, you know, people assume certain things about Asian women. They assume certain things about Asian men. Mm-hmm. They have all these issues about how they are, you know, perceived and, and, and shown in the media, definitely. And it's just, it does. You know, I always think about Brandeis, like when we had issues on campus and how we would try to come together, particularly with, you know, the, the Asian students who were uh, Vietnamese or Chinese or, you know, we would, Koreans, we would work with them. You know, it's just like, well, we having a rally, girl, because so-and-so had, this happened. Like, yeah, we and be. they used to we come can. through. Exactly. I'll exactly. tell you, they come through, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Yes, yes. But yeah, like, mm-hmm. It was, and- <laughs> yeah, Janet, all the Kims, everybody who last name's Kim, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jane, Brian, yeah, like all those folks was right there with us when something yeah. happened. The black students was like, "What y'all need us to do?" Because they were like, "Last week it was us." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and y'all came through. So yeah, it was, and of course, you know, college is exactly that environment where you can breathe that because. It's a bubble. It Mm -hmm. is a bubble. It is a whole Petri dish. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, of all kinds of little bacteria just coming together. (laughs) Coming together and creating new little life forms. Um, If we could just kind of permeate that through the rest of the fucking world. (laughs) I wonder how do you do that? Because it is, because I do think with our generation, sometimes you see the changes. Because I think, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I think Black culture has permeated a lot of, and that's kind of sometimes the bridge where you share, but even that's a little shaky. Even that's, you know, people feel their way about this and people saying co-opting this and appropriating that and blah, 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 blah. So that could be a little funny. But one thing that I have noticed 
that I think is funny, like you said, I don't want to say a common enemy, but we'll just say the bully, is that I've, I've been in situations and Asian people, sometimes they talk about um, um, white people the way black people talk about white people. They be like, ah, oh, that's white people stuff, you know? And it's just, what, it's right, always that's funny to me. No one, no one was, was, was uh, free of white supremacy, especially in this country. If you yeah. are a non-white person, then mm-hmm. you have experienced that to some yeah. degree. So it's like, yeah, we all gonna have some commonalities in that regard for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm just like, all, all this like, it definitely need not be coming from um, any black people or other no. people. It's it's ridiculous and it's absurd. And the fact that, like, the, we had a whole ass president mm-hmm. sitting here with his dog whistle, calling basically calling all his little white supremacist friends, calling them on and egging them on to act in violent mm-hmm. ways. People and, and and you can't say that that's not what he was doing. And yeah. anybody that says that he wasn't, don't speak to me. Mm-hmm. Like miss me with that shit because you're playing yourself. Yeah. Because what other reason would he have to insist on keep calling it the China virus? Yeah. And all this other because because it's one thing. It was just like the first time. I mean, we all know Donald Trump was an idiot. He was like the least eloquent person you will ever come in co- into contact with. <laughs> or have to you don't have to sit there and listen to make a a fucking speech. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after like the first time, and someone checked you on it, you still insisted on trying to correct them. Well, no, that's what I'm going to keep saying because that's where it came from. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And for all these people, remember we had a troll when we were speaking about it? Oh, we yeah. Like, we're not calling it that. Like, folks need not be calling it that. And they were like, oh, what about the, the Spanish flu? And I was like, first of all, there was a very different reason if you do your research about why it was called that. Mm-hmm. But also, don't call it that then. Yeah. Yeah. Call it uh, the, the flu of 1917. <laughs> yes. Right? Like exactly. It was, it was there was no issue called it 1917 influenza. People are just Get out of here. Uh, listen, I have no words. I mean, I just think that yeah, I think <clears throat> I'm glad that it's being talked about and I'm glad that it's being um put out there and I hope that it is something that other people of color can um it's important that we all have our own issues and I feel like we can we can fight for our own issues, but also back each other up because we're stronger in numbers. We can back each other up and we see that it's something that is very important. You know what I'm saying? There should be Asians support those who agree because, you know, everyone agrees. <laughs> you know, who we support Black Lives Matter and Black equality. And then there should be Black people supporting um, those movements as well, you know, and, and trying to speak up and speak out for <clears throat> any group of people that we feel like is being marginalized and, and attacked. Right. And that's why I was like, you know, when Gina Rodriguez, Gina Rodriguez, that's her name, right? Yeah. You know, when she was getting dragged um, <laughs> for constantly trying to um, push the, the, the needs of um, Hispanic women to the forefront in certain um, events and circumstances, I was like, I understand what she's yeah. coming from. She was going about it all wrong. Yeah. Because it felt too anti. 
mm-hmm. um, when it was in the moment of someone else. Yeah, it felt too anti. But I'm like, but I understand what she's saying. Where as a as a as a Hispanic as a Latina woman, she's like, you're not going to tell me no. I have to wait because yeah. X Y Z lives matter right now, or this other lives matter right now. So my life doesn't matter right now in this moment because mm-hmm. this group is having a movement. That's not how it works. Yeah. and I feel her on that. I understand that. Yeah, we have to find a better way to communicate each other and um, support each other mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like it has to be one over the other and then it has to be this sort of antithetical? Why can't yeah. I speak to that today? <laughs> um, <laughs> this relationship, right, where it's like, oh, so now I can't support you or I have to be against this thing because, or or you're against my people or my movement because... Yeah. You're talking about your movement or your people in this moment that's supposed to be highlighting or spotlighting us. Um, we just we gotta do better because yeah. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, I am too. And it's just and I and it's definitely the the narrative and the way that we frame things, you know, because we had Times Up movement, which is for you know, primarily from women. And then we have, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, which is for, you know, black people. And I feel like everyone else. And then, too, I mean, the women have the population, you know, in America. And then black black people, like you said, that history between black and white, two extremes, especially in America. And that's been, as far as, like, racial conversations, those have been the two groups, particularly black people mainly, having those conversations or pushing those conversations forward. And then, of course, you know, other groups who are brown or whatever, they've been able to sort of come along, of course, and then reap some of those benefits. Or t- or, or it's helped them as well. It's helped all of us. But I do think it's, it, it is, I, I understood what she was doing to your point, but it is, it does suck that we aren't able to talk about all those things at once. You know what I'm saying? Or to at least come to some, there's some coalition that exists that is about bringing other people. And I do think some of that, and I'm going to, I may get some shit for saying this, I do think some of that is because I think, I feel as though, and I could be wrong, I feel as though Black people sometimes, I feel as though no one will fight for us. And it's not to say that that can't change, but it's just like, we're fighting for ourselves. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's not always true because I know that there have been other groups of people who have helped us and you need help to move forward. It's not like we're doing this all alone, all alone. But I do feel like that sometimes. But I, I would like to see some sort of initiative where there are just people of color, you know, and of course you have your white allies and stuff. The rainbow. Yeah, the rainbow, you know, fighting. Fighting for, for things that, are, that help all of us. I always want to see. I'm like, I want to see a movie where it's just like, and I don't, listen, I'm real. I want to see a movie. This is our podcast. I'll say I want to see a movie where they don't have to be white people. They don't. A white person does not have to exist. All the people in the storyline are black and brown, yellow, whatever people. Okay. Right, and they then all, they don't call it an urban film. Though. Yeah, it's just people. It's just like <laughs> it's just a movie. Yeah, because we talk about when it's diversity, it's it's always through the lens of. Not all, most of the time. It's just like, why is there a, a white character? Now it's just like we all lived it, but there are lots of people who don't have white friends. The, well, let me ask you something. What? Because someone was it you asked me a friend of mine that said, um, "Did I consider Malcolm and Marie a black movie?" Oh, it was me. Yes, it was mm-hmm. you that asked that, right? Yeah, right. Because I was like, "Well, that's interesting, right?" Because you know, it was two black characters, but mm-hmm. this was created by a white man mm-hmm. so yes is is this exactly the film that you're talking about or you know what i mean uh, or is it always going to be the case that it will be considered a black film um so i won't even say an urban film just a black film or yeah. what have you um in if if that is the case where it's the characters are mostly black 
Yeah, it's, you know, I, I was thinking about that. I read an article about it and they were talking about how, like some people, of course, were like, it should just be a film. You know, and it's just like, of course, obviously, it should just be a film. But it's like, we, we're human beings. We put labels on shit, let's be real. And it was just like, well, what do you find as a black film? And it's just like, if you have that label of black film, what falls under that? Because if you could have a black director who directs something and then all the characters are white, you know what I'm saying? One of the characters is black and none, no one else. Is that a black film? And it's just like, well, that's hard. That's hard to tell. I would say I would I think that it encompasses. But what if that director, you know, what if like the color purple, you know, I use the example of the color purple and of like that was directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I think written by a white person, but the source material by a black woman. So from Alice Walker. And then most of the majority of the, the characters main or all black people. Is that a black film for us growing up black? I think we be like that's a black film. Absolutely, but yeah, also yeah. Too because it wasn't. It's not huge in in any other. Like we know that if we talk to some of our like white friends or people we went to college with, they didn't see the color purple. <laughs> but but yeah. all the black people we know, young and old alike. Yes, yes. That makes it a black film. Yes, when yeah. black people have seen it, but most white people don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's you're a, like it's huge, and they're like, "Huh?" The color purple. And you're like, "That's one of the biggest films ever," and they're like, yes. "I don't know it." That's when you're like, "Wow!" And and you know, I, there was this film that what's his name did Spike Lee did a long time ago. Insane. It was like one of his first big blockbuster movies. Spike Lee, well known black director. He, it Denzel Washington was in it. Jodie Foster and all, but Denzel Washington was like the main character. And then Jodie Foster no, was five oh one. No, oh, you're talking about um. It was Inside Man, I think it was. And it was about bankrupt, some sort of criminal activity. I don't remember. And I saw it, though, and it was fine. And is that a Black film? Black director directing, you know, Denzel Washington. Is that a Black film? I didn't necessarily feel like it was. But it's just like, it, it's certain things. It's always interesting how you define it. And I think what you said, yes, I, I feel like it's kind of something that lives in the realm of, like, really only Black people kind of have seen and then know it, you know? So I got a question for you. What? So- would it maybe even come down to who's in the film? So let's say we got an all-black cast. We've got Will Smith, Halle Berry, Viola Davis, Zendaya. Black. Um, a whole <laughs> bunch of people. They're all black, but they're like super mainstream. You know. Uh-huh. What I mean? Yeah. Now is it a black film? Yeah, I think it's. I think it, it can overlap. <laughs> I feel like that can be a black film. Yeah. It, it, it's just it, but then it, yeah, but then if if it was if it was written, if you had all those people and it was written by white, I don't know. See that I would can I would can still consider it a black film because of all those people in it, definitely. But then I do think it. No one thinks about who's necessarily writing the movie all the time, or necessarily who's directing it, depending on really. This, but does that make it like if it was written by a white, written and directed by someone who wasn't black, and then the actors are all black? Does that make it a, a black film? I'm trying to think of other ones. I know that there are some, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. But that's but all. it's funny because it shouldn't be considered, a, especially there's your siren. Yeah, it's family's weekly siren. <laughs> um, but it shouldn't be considered a black film technically um, if it isn't about anything black political, right? But then again, it's like the actors about that's interesting. Ooh, child, this is a conversation for another podcast. You know yeah, that is. I know we've got no time. Yes, we have to talk. We should talk about that with Sue. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So and it will come with know, movie examples. <laughs> we need to, no, we need to talk to someone who is in the arts of filmmaking. Like oh. 
All right, that's what we need to do. All right, y'all. New topic. <laughs> Who this? Um, <laughs> no, it's interesting. We have to come back. We have to re-explore that. So yes. hang tight, guys. We're going to come back. Um, Because we do got to wrap up. So mm-hmm. uh, good talk. Thanks. Yes, ma'am. Uh, if you like this episode of Black Hipster, make sure to uh, give us top ratings and subscribe. Okay? We are here every week and mm-hmm. we're pretty much everywhere you're listening to your podcast you yeah. can also shoot us an email at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on instagram at blackhipsterpodcast mm-hmm. um i realized that seemed very abrupt right like we were talking and then it was like all right y'all we're wrapping this up that's what we do um, <laughs> that's what we do that's what we do that's what we do yeah you can also follow me at the shalwa evans on instagram and they can follow you where hun standrick wiggins Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and do not slide into my DMs. But Stanley, he's all about you sliding up. I am going to go uh, pour myself a glass of non-alcoholic wine. I, I didn't um, just hear that. I'm going to ignore it. I, I don't. I think <laughs> I think it <laughs> um, yes, in my quest to cut back for uh, just being a better, healthier body. Ah, who am I fooling? I'm going to have a real life. Anywho, <laughs> 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 until next week then. Bye. Bye. Bye.